Okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. I will be your father. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his, his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. that music you know what time it is it's time for us to be talking some football here on 88.3 after further review guess what we're getting into we're getting into the biggest game of the year the super bowl i got david the man of god harris and frank vasher on the phone lines and fellas you guys go at it what are you going to be thinking about the super bowl well i think first and foremost i'll just kind of say which direction i'm leaning and why I'm actually leaning the Eagles win this one, and here's my reasoning why. Because they have non-negotiables. They have the best offensive line in football that's been put together. I mean, also led by Lane Johnson, who I think has got a Hall of Fame career coming up. But their defensive line, too, is just ridiculously deep. Obviously, I think Howie Roseman stole Jordan Davis in the third round of the NFL draft. But I ain't guys like Endomic and Sue as a rotational piece. He's and a few others as well. They go like nine or ten different guys they can rotate in. And I think that they've got the guys to keep Patrick Mahomes in check and keep Kansas City's offense in check as well. I think another guy on the Eagles defense who I got to get mentioned to is Hassan Reddick, who's basically picked up off the scrap heap for nothing. But I'd also be remiss to not mention the job that Howie Roseman has done taking a team that won it all back in 2018, team, actually 17, excuse me, 17-18 season, and then basically had to tear it down to the sticks, and then with some hit-or-miss drafting, I mean, for every Jordan Davis he's found, he's at Jalen Rager, who didn't pan out, but through free agent signings, trades, he's built the team back up into being a Super Bowl contender and just kind of shoots down the notion that rebuilds take 10 years to complete as long as you have people that know what the heck they're doing and in the right places, you can take care of rebuilds in a fairly short amount of time. And plus, I think Jalen Hurts is was able to run, well, the way he's able to run the ball, throw the ball to, and fill his running game, that's going to keep Kansas City's offense on the sideline. And I'll even allude to what I said last week. When you face uh, the Eagles offense, it's basically be prepared to line up and get fed pizza whether you even if you don't want to eat pizza, you're gonna get it. I guess I, I guess that's another great analogy from uh, Frank Vashner. If you don't want pizza, make sure you're gonna eat it. Keep going, Frank or David. Well, I'm gonna you know take the opposite side because I have the Kansas City Chiefs winning, so this lines up perfectly. And for me, Cincinnati looks and operates and plays in a lot of similar ways to Philly. Offensively, yes, they have a lot of weapons, which, you know, Kansas City was able to just limit the damage, which is what you need to do. I feel like Kansas City's front front four, front seven, can get pressure on Jalen Hurts. 
a lot better than even San Francisco's because I personally I think San Francisco's defense was a little overhyped if we're just going to be honest. Um, but and then if you look at kind of the rest of the defense, yes, there's going to be some challenges and some struggles in the secondary. But as we've seen time and time again, if you can get enough pressure on the quarterback. Just enough for the secondary. All they need is a couple seconds to make a quick break, make an impact play. And as we saw in the AFC Championship game and throughout the regular season, all they need is an interception to get the defense back on the field. All they need is a fumble to get the offense back on the field. And as we've seen, the MVP, he doesn't need that much time to score. So, yes, you can theoretically keep him on the sideline with, you know, eight-minute drives you know, seven-and-a-half-minute drives, you know, these long plays where you're doing 12, 13, 14 plays. Patrick Holmes only needs, like, three minutes, if that, to have the ability to score. And I think, yes, it's going to be some questions offensively in terms of their weapons as to who wide receiver-wise is going to be able to play. I think they'll be fully as close to 100%. I'm not sure about Juju and his kind of his injury, how he'll look. But I still think that that offense is still dynamic. It's still lethal. My MVP for the Super Bowl is going to be Travis Kelsey. He's going to have multiple touchdowns because, you know, he's he's going to be the one target. And I don't know if Philly's defense has enough to stop Travis Kelsey. And I think Kansas City has enough to at least slow them down. And I don't think that Philly's going to have a 100-yard rusher. Like in hundred yard individual rush, they may get like over hundred yards as a team, but it's not going to be, you know, two fifty, two sixty, you know, two seventy as a team. Like they may get two, maybe one seventy five to two twenty five total rushing, and most of that may come in garbage time. Well, well, David, here's one thing I do want to ask you. Uh... The Chiefs play a lot of bumping around in press coverage, and obviously in order to do that, you need the defensive linemen to get after quarterbacks. I mean, everybody knows about Chris Jones. But the thing is, he's going up against a Philly offensive line that doesn't give up a ton of sacks or pressures. And the thing is, Hurts can take off and run, too, and hurt you there. So how do you think that – how does that play into your prediction? Well – I mean, it's not as if Kansas City hasn't faced scrambling quarterbacks before. I mean, they've played Justin Herbert twice. He's a quote-unquote scrambler. Even Joe, I mean, they don't say Joe Burrow's a scrambler, but like they like to pretend that Joe Burrow's can't scramble and move in the pocket, and they really neutralized him. And even coming into that AFC Championship game, there was a lot of conversation, you know, particularly from the trash talking from the Bengals. Like, oh, Joe Burrow's been kept clean. We're going to keep his jersey clean. And it was early and often. So I, I think the game plan for Kansas City is going to be we're going to hit the – we're going to attack. We're going to blitz early. Make Jalen Hurts know that it's coming early and kind of get him not rattled but shaken. Because if you can get him shaken early, not knowing what to expect, then by the time midway through the second quarter, okay – you can do that quarterback in Tay. Now, is Jalen Hurts going to have those moments where he scrambles? Yes, because Jalen Hurts has that ability. He's a great dynamic quarterback. But do I think 
that there's still that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be able to get to Jalen Hurts? Yes. Do I think they're going to make him make some errant throws? Yes. So I, I think it's going to be one of those bend but not break situations, and I think that the Kansas City Chiefs will do a lot of bending. There may there may be some big plays. You know, AJ Brown is a freaking nature. Like we we know this. We know that um, Miles Sanders has the ability to make a big play. We know, do I think Dallas Goddard's going to have a big, yeah, yeah. The game, probably not, because, you know, a little bit overhyped, personally. Um, yeah, I, I think they, it's going to be a bend but not break mentality. I think Kansas City, as good as Philadelphia's offensive line is and has been consistently, I think this may be one of those games where they just, they just get them. It, well, should, it should turn out to be a good Super Bowl, but I usually hate it when, <clears throat> on paper, it looks like a really good Super Bowl, and then it turns out not to be. So we'll, we'll actually see. We'll continue, guys. But it should be a, a great Super Bowl. Well, here, here's one more thing I did want to throw out is that NF league MVPs who have played in the Super Bowl are winless. They're 0-9 all-time, I believe. I look, I, they said it today after... Mahomes ended up winning the award last night. All right, so that's something you have, you probably take into consideration. And also, I did yeah see Thursday the, he won he won on Thursday night at the NFL. Yeah, Thursday, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. My apologies. And then of course, uh, there's also the old uh, Rocky statue curse, where fans of opposing teams will put like a piece of clothing on the Rocky statue, and it doesn't turn out well yet. Yeah, well, I think Travis Kelsey kind of said, you know, for you know, for Chiefs fans to not do that because you know, whether superstitious or not, but like the MVP thing, like, eh, like all these statistics, like we just saw like this week, statistics and records, and you know, this has never happened, this is never going to happen. Like they're bound to happen once in a while. And Patrick Holmes is those once in a generation type players who's like bleep your statistics and everything. I'm just going to go out and ball, and as we've seen time and time again, all he needs is a minute. All he needs is two minutes, and he can change the game and, and do the unimaginable. So, oh yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you, David. I I agree that Mahomes is he's one of one, huh? But I mean, the th- the thing is, um, is it's just I think that. In terms of supporting cast, I I go with the Eagles in this one just because of trenches and his and how they protect their quarterback. And I I may as well just say it. I think if the with the Eagles win, I think the MVP is going to be Hurts. So, but I mean, I definitely I definitely think it, it should be a good game. And I think also also a storyline I think has been overlooked is Andy Reid is facing his former team. Yeah, well, I mean that. I, it's been yeah, a but, while. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he hasn't been there in over like, ten like years. That storyline, like like the Kelsey one, like that's like a good story. Like yeah, they're things. brothers, right? That's a good storyline. But the talk oh, about yeah. Andy Reid playing yeah. his Andy former Reed's team. Andy Reid's been been gone for like ten years, like four or five so coaching cycles. Like yeah, that's what I like said. Like it's former <laughs> team, and then there's like former right, exactly. Former team, and they didn't win a Super Bowl under what was it, uh, Doug Peterson? Doug or, Peterson, and he's yeah, over Doug in ja- yeah, and he's at Jacksonville now. Like like David said, there's been four or five different coaching circles that's gone on since he's left. I mean. 
you know, he did get to the Super Bowl with T.O. and them and Donovan McNabb against the Patriots, but that was years ago, so I don't really think that's really a storyline. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it just kind of, I mean, to me, it just kind of feels weird. It's like, like, wait, Andy Reid used to coach the Eagles, and it was that long ago? It's like, it's just kind of one of those, But like, wasn't wow. Andy Reid used to be an assistant with the Packers under Holmgren? I mean, that's that's kind of the equivalent to that. I mean, you're, sure. you're, and I think also Andy Reid was in San Francisco. I mean, you know, that's. You know that that's 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 really yeah. really stretching yeah. it. Stretching like there, there are some there are some younger coaches that I'm sure that they can make some you know connections with. Right. I mean, because they kind of did the digging. And not to mention, let's be honest. You know, when you're in the league as long as Andy Reid, you're probably going to be on at least half the teams in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Keep going. Yeah, and he obviously mentioned the Kelsey brothers, and I guess there was some online petition about having their mother do the coin toss, and she politely declined. So, uh, there, there's that, and uh, I think uh, this would be, I think with uh, the, I think this would be the Eagles' second Super Bowl if they win, and Chiefs' third, if I'm not mistaken. That that yep. is correct. They won, I believe, with Lynn yeah. Dawson ended up being the MVP. God rest his soul. He just passed away. And then y'all obviously had a couple seasons ago where the Chiefs won, and then they lost back to back years. The third Super Bowl in four years, and so they could go for their their. If they win, I think it'll be their third. If the Eagles win, it'll be their second. Even though the yeah. Eagles did make it back in the early '80s against the Raiders. Yeah, they all. Yeah, but I think uh, I'm trying to think if anyone has ever won a Super Bowl with uh, t- with two different coaches in about a f- in about a five year stretch. I want to say it was David Steelers that would have been the last team to do that. Uh, David, do I have that right? Uh, I, I mean, I'd have to look at. Yeah, because yeah, because I think it was yeah. the 2005 you won when Tower was coaching, and then okay, last year well, yeah. then Tomlin. Tomlin. Tomlin, yep, yeah. Yeah, because I was trying, I was trying to think like, okay, was this because you basically had one team that got won it, got stripped down, built back up, up, new coach, new players, and hardly any leftovers from the previous team. Other, the only ones from the last Super Bowl team, the Eagles, that I can remember, are still around are uh, Lane Johnson and Brandon Graham. <laughs> and of course, the Chiefs, I think, still have a lot of guys left over. Uh, well, uh, yeah, but then then again, you got to remember though the, the the Eagles won that five years ago. So let's just be yeah. honest. Within that time span, most I mean, within a year or two, a lot of the guys that were on a championship team are not there anymore, unless it's the core superstar guys. But other than that, w- way the transactions go in the league, most teams that 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 win the Super Bowl about a year or two later, they're already broken up. Just because yeah, of free agency with, and just, with, uh, with, with sure. just a couple of leftover pieces here. And well, there. the leftover pieces are usually like the quarterback, like maybe a Tom Brady. Look at look at the Buccaneers. Where who's how many people are still left from that champion? Heck, Tom Brady's not even there anymore. So I mean, Antonio Brown's not there anymore. So just the attrition of the NFL and how things go, and especially just in football in general, more times than not, they're not going to be there. Yeah. But definitely looking forward to Sunday's game, fellas. <laughs> yeah, it'll definitely be the game will definitely be you know more exciting than the inevitable 
you know, we'll see the 50,000 commercials and kind of well, speaking security, of the, speaking we'll see that speaking and of, other minute, movies. Speaking, speaking like, of the way, David, speaking of that, um, what do you think? Is the, I think the commercial thing has kind of lost its luster. Like, I remember people used to, I think now we we gravitated more to bets and gambling than actually just watching for the commercials, if you really think about it. Well, I think that's mostly because you can always look the commercials up on YouTube afterwards. True. Sure. Well, really, before. Yeah. Like, most, some of them come out before. Like, that is we true. We get a lot of them, and then we're like, oh, we saw the commercial already. Yeah, that the novelty idea of it is, is, is kind of fading off. Yeah, I mean, but, like, yeah, most people aren't going to see, aren't watching for the commercials. They're watching for the gambling. They're going to get their... Their bets and they're going to try to get their parlays. Parlays, you know, prep, bets, prep bets. By half. Yeah, prep bets are going to be really popular. Yeah. Any any predictions on who wins and scores? I mean, I said I said Eagles would win. I'll go. I'll go Eagles thirty-five, Chiefs thirty-one. Fly Eagles, fly. So you both you both are different on who's gonna be the winner, but you're predicting a good game. Yeah. Cause I mean I don't th- I don't think there's a unit on either side that is that monolith like we saw with the the two thousand Ravens defense, the the two thousand two Buccaneers defense or or uh, the 2020 Buccaneers offense, <laughs> anything like that. That's just like that one-on-one. I mean, I know I said players, you might see that with Mahomes, but I think really it's, it's it should be a lot of fun, close, competitive, and we'll see if there's a hold my beer and watch this moment. So. Probably not. Tickets are as low as three three grand, three three thousand four hundred fifty-seven dollars. That's as low. As you can get at the State Farm, you know. They said Cliff Paul might make an appearance or something like that. They don't know, though. Yeah. Well, that's not too bad. Three grand for, upper, you know, because figure Glendale, they've got some big, you know, they've got a lot of high, you know, nosebleed seats. But I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get that sideline 50 yard line. I'm trying to, I'm trying to pay off a couple of houses. Right now. Money. Now the the line is a point and a half or one in the hook, Philadelphia. Over under is fifty one. Yeah, I think that over. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I think with both David and my picks, we're we're going for the over. We're rooting for points. Right, but and 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 hopefully, I you know I just wanted uh, an entertaining game for me personally. I just wanted something that's entertaining. Not boring. You don't want a a a game like the Rams and Patriots from a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, you don't want thirteen nine in the Super Bowl. Thirteen, yeah, the thirteen three game. I think it was. I, I want something that's like six to three. I mean, that's some good football right there, fellas. <laughs> no, the Bears, the Bears aren't playing in this like, game. Exactly, right. And then hopefully while the things are going on, we find out that uh, Justin Fields is traded for draft picks. But you know, I digress. Four second-rounders to the Phoenix Suns? Yeah, exactly. Trade deadline <laughs> plus Super Bowl, you know. Wrong sports, though. 
Well, it should be a good one, fellas. Um, my predictions just to hopefully fourteen and three teams. Hopefully, it ends up being a, a really great game. You know, I'm not all that great on the, the predictions. I, I I think I have a real bad feeling about it when you get games like this. It's like over prepared, and it just ends up being not a great Super Bowl. But hopefully it's a lot of points. But I, 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 th- I think I would go with you guys. I think it'll be over 51 points scored by both teams. Well, combined by both teams, obviously. Not both teams get over 50 points. You know, I don't now. I don't want no Tecmo Super Bowl type of Super Bowl where, you know, the score is uh, uh, 62 to 48 or something like that. Something bizarre. You know, a basketball game broke out. But – uh, like you guys said, I think the, the the scores will probably be within the 30s. Yeah. Although, to be fair, both of these teams could put up 40 easily. Yeah, that like, is true. Like, it could turn into, like, I'm not predicting this, but both of these teams have the ability to go Georgia versus TCU. Yeah. Like, and just keep scoring. Particularly thinking about the Chiefs, because Mahomes can literally score in, a, in an instant, if he gets going, but but yeah, I'm hoping hoping gets close because because if it's not competitive, the ratings are going to drop off the cliff after the halftime. Well, what, well they're going to watch the, they're going to watch the halftime show first. Yeah, and then after that, they're going to be like, "Hey, what Big Ten basketball game on? Is Rutgers playing today?" No, I, uh, I I think if anybody's playing on, I know Michigan State and Ohio State play in the afternoon on Sunday, right? So that might be all it's on. Uh, otherwise, I think most people probably use halftime just to go up, uh, make some food, use the bathroom, get a drink. Well, remember, make, I think make was more it, bets. Yeah, last year's halftime show obviously was pretty good. A lot of people liked it. Now, most of the people that liked it were from my age group. But, I mean, that you know when, when your age group likes the halftime show, that means you're getting older because, let's just be honest, um, usually the halftime shows usually have the older acts. Yeah, well, I think, well, this is something I heard on the radio the other day. It seems like the super whoever they get for Super Bowl halftime show is always someone who ha- seemingly hasn't had a hit in a number of years, and a lot of it becomes more about the theatrics and show rather than the actual music. Although I think last year was a little bit more about the music with uh, Dr. Dre and uh, right. Snoop Dogg and Eminem. Right, exactly. A lot but, of I mean, people. Rihanna doing the show this year, I think that. Like that's probably going to be more about theatrics. Although I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and say that the last song she does will be "Umbrella" because day of recording is National Umbrella Day. <laughs> that really? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Nice. I just, yeah, I just happened to hear that this morning, so just wanted to throw that out there to you guys. Another one of Frank's tidbits. Okay. <laughs> File it under. Her useless facts that Frank throws out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else, fellas, before we wrap this one up? Well, uh, well hopefully you'll enjoy the game. And uh, I think a lot of things, Derek, you and I both have basketball this weekend. Uh, time of taping. I've got a uh, t- game commemorating Title IX between Bedford and Celine. Oh, okay, nice. And Bedford uh, girls team is doing really well. Uh, David, yeah, they keep going. Yeah, they. It's a revenge game for them. They got smacked by Celine the first time around. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. 
David, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, not too much going on. Just kind of preparing to well, kind of probably won't do any prop bets, but you know, but I'm going to watch some world football. Maybe do some college basketball. Now that we're getting close, a little bit closer to March Madness, so preoccupied my time. And if the Super Bowl does get boring, which I don't think it would, but I mean, I'd still watch anyways, just because I'm I have to talk about the game next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And if not, you know, I'll throw on ESPN, you know, 19 and watch the NHL All-Star game again. Oh, Lord. I, no, I wouldn't watch that. Come on now, fellas. <laughs> well, I mean, to be, to be fair, real quick, I did watch the All-Star game because literally there was nothing else on. 8 3 on 3. Like, 3 on 3 is basically just warm ups, training camp, kind of skill drills. Like, True. no. Like, if it's going to be, if it's going to be this. Division by division, first of all, it should be kind of at least four on four. Right. Make, make it feel like a little bit like it's hockey before True. we are kind of trying to do, you know, tricks and everything. Um, skills competition was ridiculous. Um, yeah. yeah make, make it more like hockey because three on three doesn't really do anything because we saw, like, Unless you're crapper out in front of the goal, you're going to score. Right. Like. Yeah. Um. The next segment, Frank. You got high school boys back or high school back? Yeah. I got to cut it off because I've got I got to prepare for tonight. So I just uh, want to make sure I got my Super Bowl talking with you guys. I appreciate you doing this. Oh. Okay. Well, guys. Well. Good, I guess. Thanks. So, so basically, I'm gonna guess what you guys are gonna do this weekend is you're gonna watch the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. <laughs> by default. You said by default. Yeah, I'm the football guy. Well, I'm not gonna watch the game. Well, you, you never. I can't know. BS to not, like not watching the Super Bowl. I mean, <laughs> nowadays people just go through different stuff, and it's just it's just the craziness of you can watch stuff later. I know some people go and. Tivo it and then try to watch it without the commercials. <laughs> yeah, because then um, by the time it's replayed, ESPN is going to run it. Social media feed, like I'm not going to be able to open Twitter or Facebook and not see spoilers. So, like, guys, guys, do it live. Well, doing it live. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I will give David credit this credit when we did the NFL previews. Um, you were right that the, the, the Arizona Cardinals, and since it's going to be ending in Glendale, we're going to be horrible this year. I want to know. I thought it was pure hate. How did you know that the Cardinals were going to be bad? I mean, you know, some, sometimes you just trust your gut. Just like next year, you know, you hear here first, a recording on Friday, February 10th. One of the two, one of the th- two of the three teams that are represented on this call will make the playoffs. And one of them, and the team that is not going to be it, happens to be in the Motor City. You heard it here first. Uh, what was that? Go again. The three teams that are represented on this call, two of them will make the playoffs, and the one that won't represents the Motor City. So you think the Bears are going to make the playoffs next year and not the Lions? They're expanding the playoffs. So all you got to do is get thought, that seven. All right. There are, I thought it was already seven. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. David, David, no, all, all you have to do is get that seventh seed. 
Oh, I think the Lions will make the playoffs next year. Do I think the Bears will make the playoffs next year? No. Uh-huh. Come I, on, I mean, David. The the Lions have finished with a winning record. Right. I think the they're Lions in the right direction. I mean, obviously, got to see what Brad Holmes does in the draft and what he does in free agency and trades. But I'd say don't don't go say that it's good that they're going to miss out because they're be- they're be- they're better than the Bears right now. The Packers are going to be rebuilding. The Vikings were pretty much fraud, so the Lions have a legit chance to win the NFC North next year. Yeah, I'm saying they will, but I think I feel better about it than I've ever felt. Can, can can we can we? I guess my question is, David, what makes you think the Bears are going to make the playoffs? Though, just just give me a little insight on that one. Uh, again, so my, like my thing is, they're going to make it as the last wild card, mm-hmm. so you don't have. You don't have to go double-digit wins. You just have to be better than the pack. And I but, think whoa, 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 the Bears, whoa, whoa, whoa. but how, though? The team was not that good this year. But would the Bears only have, what, four wins this year? Five? If that? I mean, and they don't have really a receiving core. They don't have a line. I mean, they'd have to really bolster some stuff before we kind of look at that, David. I mean, I, I'm trying to get the reasoning here. Like, do you know something that I don't know where it's going to be something worthwhile? I mean, they have the number one pick, but I don't really see the number one pick. Yeah, they were 3-14. and 14. So you mean to tell me or if you, you, you don't need double-digit wins? I think what he's doing is going with the, what the Jacksonville Jaguars did. They went from a team that got the number one pick to making the playoffs. No, they didn't. Around. But the thing is... Matt Eberflus is is actually somewhat of an adult in the room already, and not the complete boner jam that Urban Meyer was. But they're not changing. Maybe not his logic. Well, what kind of logic is that? Because Peterson took over last year or this past season, and they made it to the playoffs. They're not replacing Eberflus, and we can tell he can coach. But yeah. now they need the pieces. What pieces are they bringing in, David? That makes you think. What makes you think they'll have a six-game improvement that they go nine and eight? They don't need double-digit wins, but let's say they do a six-game improvement. What makes you think? think they're going. They're, they're, the return that they're going to get for the first-round pick will give them the, will address some of the needs. Like they're going to be able to figure out. I think the line in free agency. Through the draft, they're going to be able to finagle and trade. They're probably going to trade, you know, later year picks like we talked, you know, mm-hmm. like we talked about earlier in the show. Those later picks where you don't know what is what they're going to return, but they're going to try to get something closer now. And they're going to try to make sure that offensively, like I think this draft is going to be all about figuring out offense. Mm-hmm. I think for the first time in a while, they're going to be like, "Yeah, we'll address the defense later." So I think all their eggs are going to go into the offensive basket. Yes, you know, million-dollar question with the quarterback, you know, how we feel about that. You know, listen to the shows for the you know past couple months. You have a pretty decent running back. You have your tight end. All you need is a reliable wide receiver, maybe two. And between free agency getting a veteran or getting someone late in the draft that could be like your Amon Ross St. Brown, can be like your day two, day three diamond in the rough. I don't see why Chicago can't draft a young wide receiver that can, not saying going to be, you know, 1,300 yards, you know, 12 touchdowns, but can get you 800 yards and seven and be kind of that dynamic playmaker that can help offset so it's not you're filling up the box. And 
you know, and kind of relying on your running game, knowing that, like, like Frank said, the Packers are going to have a down year. They always play tough, you know, against Minnesota. Like, divisionally, they're always going to play those games tough, and you never know. And there's always that potential for those free games, like a rainy, muddy game against San Francisco where it's so horrible that you literally cannot throw the ball. Right? And, and anything can happen. So do I think that even if they go 8-9, and nine, I still think that that could be a legitimate shot to be a wild-card team. Yeah I, I mean, yeah, I can see where David's going with that. I, and and, and I, I do. I, I could probably rock with that. I think Justin Fields playoffs, but if they want to be win a Super Bowl and be championship contenders like the Chiefs, I don't really think that that's yeah, they're, that they're not easy. winning the Super Bowl, like, right? That, right. That, that, but not. but I but but with that logic, David, I could see that. But as of right now, because those are kind of things that have to fall into place, and normally it doesn't fall in place with the Bears. Right now, as we're speaking. Um, on what's today the the ninth or the tenth of February, uh, in the show will probably be airing on WHUT on the eleventh. I think the Lions are a little bit closer to making the playoffs now. If those pieces do fall into place and what David is saying, then yeah, I could see the Bears sneaking into the playoffs because it's expanded. Frank, yeah, I'm just gonna say it. You'll see the Lions in the playoff next in the playoffs next year. And depending on how free agency drafts and trades go, the division could, keyword, could be theirs for the taking. It could be, yeah. Well, if it's open for the Lions, it could be open for the Bears. Um, But you never know with Green Bay. I think that's the the, the dark horse. Aaron Rodgers, somehow he's always there being competitive when it comes to that. Well, I've, given given what's been going on the last couple of weeks, I think he's done there. You think so? Yeah. But then again, we thought that he's been done the last couple of years. He's like, ha, no, I changed my mind. I come back. Mm-hmm. He just keeps cha- changing his mind like most people change their bed sheets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and who knows? Aaron Rodgers could take his talent to Soldier Field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll never happen. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, but you, but you're right. I, I'll see that. But like I said, I just wanted to give, uh, you know, his credit because I just thought he was basically hating on them. So th- that that was just me. I just said, you know, David, I'll give you, I'll give you credit this time. I, I say, David, you did a good job, uh, predicting that one, and it did fall apart for uh, Cliff Kingsbury or and and Kyler Murray. So it'll be interesting to see what the the Cardinals do in the off season. Probably trade, you know. Get a couple of draft picks, figure out, you know, rebuild. I don't know. I think Larry Fitzgerald is probably available. Get the old gang back together. Uh, Kurt Warner is probably, you know, come off the bench. They're not, they're not walking. Kurt Warner's door. not coming back. He's already, he's already retired. He's got his radio career going. Well, he is coming back, but he'll be out coming back in the radio booth. Yeah, he's basically, yeah, he's basically. He's basically doing radio for Westwood One right now, and I think maybe occasionally he appears on NFL Network. That's true. He does it with Kevin Kugler. Yeah. All right. I thought it was Kevin Harlan. Harlan, my bad. They're not Kevin Kugler. What does he do it with Kevin Kugler once in a while? 
Hey, Mike. I, I know, I know, I know. He's been doing the, the Monday night games with Harlan. Yeah, Harlan. Sometimes, once in a while. But this guy's really great show. Again, uh, we had to kind of record because of basketball, and uh, I thought you were going to get into your. Um, we'll talk about, but really, we'll talk about basketball. We got a whole another two, three months of talking about basketball because we just got done with football. Um, did Michigan do their pairings yet? Uh, no. Uh, the uh, the the uh, bracket reveal is going to take place, I believe, a week from uh, this coming Sunday. Okay, and for girls, and then boys will be the following week. Right, right. So we got plenty of time to be talking about some stuff that's going up there in the mitten. Um, Frank. So we'll get into that. Frank, once again, thanks so much. Once again, what are you doing on this past weekend? Well, uh, a basketball plan, mm-hmm. and plus uh, enjoying the Super Bowl, and who, and then some work as well. Okay, David, you still at Amazon? Oh yeah, I am. David, what you got? Super Bowl, college basketball, some NBA stuff, and. Get ready for the off season. Maybe crash the you know Super Bowl party if a certain team from Pennsylvania wins. Not going to not going to crap on anything in public. Not going to piss. Not going to eat poop. <laughs> okay, uh, David, go ahead and have a good weekend. And, Call and, David right, and crash in. All right, on, see you next week. Yeah, crash in on that Super Bowl party. Hey, right, we'll do. All right, that was David the Man Guy Harris here on the phone lines. Once again, Frank, you have a good weekend as well. All right, thank you. Yep, that was Frank Vashner there on the phone lines here on 88.3 WXUT. Like I said, we had to record it real quick, had to do some basketball stuff. It's getting to that time of year where, um, you know, playoff time for me and playoff time for uh, for some other teams as well in the state of Ohio. So we had to kind of get a practice going. So we had to kind of record. Usually we do live on Saturdays. But this has been a presentation of 88.3 WGTs. After further review, we're usually on the airwaves, 1130 to about 1.30 on, on, on live. And then you always can check us out on WGTs after further review on SoundCloud and on iTunes with a picture of Frank Bashner in the horse's head if you miss any of our segments you can just listen to us on your phone for frank and david i'm Derek. we'll see you when you see you peace we're out enjoy your weekend it's 88.3 after further review